Welcome to the Surviving Outside Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike O'Kelly. Hope everybody had a great weekend. It's the 8th of August, and we are quickly going through. I can't believe the first week of August is already gone, and kiddos are going to start going back to school, I think, in a couple of weeks across the country. I know every, every county, every state is different, but kiddos are going to start going back to school, so a lot of your prospects, your buyers are going to be going on vacation before then, so just have a plan in place. I've mentioned it before. You know, August is very unpredictable. And then we've got Labor Day weekend coming up. So make sure you are prepared. So today I wanted to take a step back from some of the sales ideas and sales processes and talk about jobs, talk about finding the right company. Because a lot of you that are listening and a lot of the feedback or you a lot of people are in sales that are curious about advice to find the right organizations. And I know how to find the right organizations because I've actually worked for some bad organizations and I appreciate the opportunities that I had with every company, but a few of the decisions that I made, I made for the, I made the wrong reasons. And so I'm not upset. I don't have any regret because everything led me to this moment in time where I'm speaking to you right now. And so everything is a blessing, but some landmines to avoid out there and some, some mistakes that really tripped me up. But first and foremost, what you really want to do, no matter if you are in medical, you're in pharmaceutical sales, copier sales, industrial sales, Bev sales, whatever you are doing in the outside sales world, there are opportunities everywhere. Okay. I can't stress that enough. Some of them are harder to find. Some of them are harder to get into, but there's always a path to win. But what you really want to do is you want to seek out companies that have strong management. Okay. Strong leadership, people that have vision, people that have goals, a place that has a great culture and a company that has outstanding training. A lot of the companies are going to, you know, wow you with a big base salary or this massive potential with your commission structure. I can tell you the money is going to come and go. And money is important because that's how you sustain a life. That's how you pay for bills. But what you really need to start asking uh, an interviewer or a manager, whoever, whoever you're talking to, what type of training do you offer? What type of post employment or post interview uh, process do you go through to help me with my education, to help me when I'm out in the field? Give me the tools that I need to be successful. What does that look like in your mind? When you're in a sales interview, be be prepared. And I highly recommend that you start interviewing the person that's interviewing you. Turn the tables on them. Take control of the interview. When I was younger, I used to sit back and I used to let the person ask me a bunch of questions because I thought that's how it worked. They wanted to get to know me. I had to prove myself. It is a two-way street out there. Companies need to prove to you why you should come to work for their organization. So ask them questions. You need to know that you're on the same page with your manager. Ask their business philosophy. How would you handle this situation? What are your thoughts on this? If those are aligned, that is a great opportunity that you should strongly look into. And don't focus about, well, this is $10,000 less, or this is, I'm not saying that that's not 
real or that's not important. However, you know what's really important is getting on the same page and having a absolutely great, uh, great look or a great, uh, what am I, an ecosystem. That's kind of the word I'm looking for. You want to know every day that you wake up that you are on the same page as your management that you are going out and everybody is moving towards a goal. I have worked for organizations where that was not the case, where management had a different agenda. Management wanted to look good to the board of directors. Management wanted to look good to the CEO. So the people running the sales organization did not care as much about my process and things that I was doing to break records in the territory. They were more concerned with KPIs, which I could I could go on. If you're a sales leader listening right now and you're focused on KPIs, you're focused on the wrong things. There is no such thing as a KPI. This is very unpopular, but there is no such thing as a KPI that you can unilaterally go across the country and mandate. I worked for an organization where a new KPI came out, 50 calls a week. And there was about six stipulations to that. I had two, I had two states and a part of a third state. And one of the KPIs was we were supposed to see our top 10 accounts every week. Well, if you want to have a little fun, go look at a map of North Carolina, South Carolina, and down to Savannah, Georgia. Okay. And I want you to figure out, because this is exactly what I posed to management. I said, I just broke a, re- I just, I just doubled the highest sales in the territory that used to be run by three people. I am now one. And 80% of that business was all new business, new accounts that I brought in. I didn't cherry pick off of massive accounts. So I have a question. How would you handle? I didn't, I didn't raise a stink. I just asked one question. With these KPIs, how should I manage my day? You guys tell me. I had a big account in Wilmington, North Carolina, Savannah, Georgia, Columbia, South Carolina, Greenville, South Carolina, Raleigh, Charlotte, Winston-Salem, and Charleston. How would how 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 am I supposed to do this? If I'm supposed to see these people every week, how am I physically going to be able to drive to all of these accounts and hit my numbers? There's too much there's too much white space in between. There's too much windshield time. There's not enough time in the day in order to do this. So please tell me how would I do this? And the response that I got was just get it done. We pay we pay you the way we pay you to make those decisions. I will tell you, I spent about probably 25 or 30 hours trying to figure out and make it work. And I couldn't, I literally couldn't. And it was at that moment that I started looking for a new position. I said, if this is what the organization cares about, then they don't care about, they don't care about dollars. They don't care about business. What they're doing is they're just doing a sweeping declaration across the country this is what we're doing now. This is going to drive revenue and drive sales. No, it's not. It's not in my territory. 
I already proved to you I can drive sales by myself. I don't need these KPIs. But if now my compensation is tied to these KPIs, good luck. <laughs> good luck. And that's what happened. And this probably is, if you're listening right now, it's probably happened to you as well, where a new sales executive or a sales executive has this new unbelievable compensation plan. Just know that the motivation behind that is so that they can keep their job. It's a very unpopular opinion, but I'm just keeping it real. When they come up with a new compensation plan, what they've had to do is they have to justify why they have a position. As long as you know that, like you can't, you don't have to get angry about it. I used to, I used to fume when I was younger, you know, when I'd hear about a new compensation plan and things like that. And then I understand how the game was played. Every three months, a VP of sales or a director of sales has to come up with something new, has to bring something new to the table in order to justify why they have a position to the CEO or a board of directors. If not, that's three to $600,000 that the company can save by not having that person or not having that position. So just understanding that they have to prove what they're doing is the reason why they have that job. Now that's not all organizations, but that's some of the bigger organizations. They have to, you know, they, they interviewed for that position saying that they were the person that had the secret sauce that knew how to drive revenue and how to grow. So as long as you understand that and you understand the motivation behind it, it makes a lot more sense. They're just trying to keep their job. But that doesn't mean you have to stay working for that organization. You have options out there. Find one that has strong leadership. Find one that is going to match up with what you want to do. Now, I'll tell you, if you just want a company to tell you exactly what to do every single day, that's fine. There's a lot of companies out there that will do that. If you just want to be a worker bee, I just wasn't, I'm not designed that way. I'm not designed that if I know there's a better solution and yet I'm forced to take a, a lesser solution or a weaker solution, I just can't, I can't opt. I can't, I can't roll that way. There's a reason why most of the territories I took over, almost all the territories I took over were failing or had zero pipeline, nothing established. And there's a reason why I had quick sales, had record sales, had growth. It's the things that I was focusing on wasn't what the company was focusing on. Because remember, the company is looking at larger territories like Fort Lauderdale, Texas, California, New York, Illinois, some of the bigger markets in a lot of these territories. And what they see that works there, they're trying to implement across the country. But sometimes that doesn't work. Sometimes it doesn't work everywhere. And a lot of times it doesn't in places like Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, Nevada, Kansas City, either Missouri or Kansas, Pennsylvania. Some of it doesn't work in every single instance. You can't sweep with a broad brush. So one of the great questions to ask is are the territory's goals based on the territories, or are they just based on national rankings? Because if that's the case, you're never going to be, you're never going to be able to compete. You have to only be able to compete against yourself. What did this territory do before I got here? I only want to be judged on what did this territory do before I got here? And then what did I bring to the table? That's how I want the territory to be judged. 
not what somebody in Los Angeles is doing. How is that even Charlotte, North Carolina, Los Angeles? How is that even a similar market? It's not. Houston, Texas has almost eight, between eight and I think 10 million people. How is that? How is that apples to apples? It's not. So if you're searching for opportunities right now, don't just be wowed or dazzled by the base salary. I would have been willing to give up, you know, fifteen to twenty thousand dollars in compensation if I had worked for an organization that thought like I did. And I know they were out there. It just got to the point where I, I kind of was just tired of searching for it, and I just decided to do my own thing. But they're out there. So if you're looking for a new position or you're looking to get into certain industries, circling back on this whole topic, seek great leadership. And then when you find out who's in charge, dive deep. LinkedIn is a great resource. Reach out to people that have worked for them, people that have worked out for the company. Ask them questions. 10 questions deep. It's just like you are trying to find a solution for a buyer. Do the same when you're doing a job search. Don't just look at the post and then say, oh, this is great. Or, oh my gosh, look, they're offering 120,000 base salary. I can't turn that down. Well, if you're going to be living in a perpetual hell because of what they're going to make you do and what they're going to require you to do that goes against your sales philosophy and, and your process of how you can be successful, you're going to be looking for a new job in six months. And that's not fun. So if you're looking to make a career, if you're looking to dominate, seek great leadership, ask if they have training, ask if they have support. Companies that are obsessed and are focused on driving sales are organizations that you want to go work for. Not the kind of companies that when they don't hit numbers, the first thing they do is they just fire all the salespeople. It's just it's so ludicrous. You're firing the, the exact people that are going to be driving your revenue and bringing in money. Okay, that makes sense. But it happens. It's happened recently. There's been a lot of sales organizations where they just cut salespeople. Not that they weren't performing. They just they wanted to save money. I think one was called Invitae. They cut a thousand jobs, most of it in sales. So they could save 320 some million dollars this quarter, or maybe it was annual. I can't remember the number, but it was, they wanted to save 300 something. And I'm like that. Yeah, that's the savings, but who's going to bring in your revenue with no salespeople out there. You just cut a third of the sales team. A third of your revenue is gone. I don't know what their revenue is, but if they're paying people to the point where they're saving 300 plus million dollars, those people probably are bringing in five to 600 million. You just lost that. I don't know. That's just a surface level. I know that there's a lot more things working and the, you know, these companies are leveraged, but it always still amazes me when they cut salespeople that, that are performing. I mean, I've, I have, I know of two close friends of mine that lost jobs within weeks of being in, in president's club. Yeah. They were just told we have to, you're too expensive to us. <laughs> you're a, Two of our top three salespeople, but you know, you're just too expensive. So we've got to cut costs. Make that make sense. You're going to cut your best salespeople because they're too expensive. They made too much money. Okay. Yeah. Good luck bringing in revenue in the future. When I see that from a company, it's, it's usually the time when six months after that, the company's out of business. It's just the beginning of the end. You're just delaying the inevitable. So. If you're looking out there for great opportunities, seek great leadership. Start asking people in your territory, if you want to be, stay in your industry, 
who the great leaders are. Who are the thought leaders? Who are some of the better, not managers, quote unquote, but who are the people that really support their team? Start digging into that and then try to seek out opportunities within their market. Introduce yourself to that person. I wish I would have done this more until the end of my career in outside sales. I waited too long to do this. But then again, nobody was talking about this six, seven, 10 years ago. So I didn't know. I didn't really know how the game was played. So one of the things I want to do through this podcast, I've mentioned before, I want to tell you how the game is played so that you can play it better than anybody else, the people that aren't listening. I want you to have the leg up so you can go out there and you can live your dreams, make as much money as you want, travel, support your family, and just generally be happy. Because outside sales is a great career to be in. It's given a lot to me, my family, and anything I can do to help those who are pounding the pavement and the outside sales warriors, I'm willing to do so. Thank you so much for listening. Really do appreciate it. Please share with a like-minded person. Download the episodes so you can listen to them whenever you want. Uh, Please also follow on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Follow and get alerts. Hit that little bell. And get alerts whenever new episodes are dropped. You're not going to want to miss them. And thank you to everybody who's reached out. I've got another crop, uh, another wave of unbelievable guests that I'm going to be interviewing over the next three to four weeks. You're really going to enjoy hearing from these thought leaders, these successful outside sales pros. Um, So thank you so much. Really do appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you next time on Surviving Outside Sales. Thanks.